This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are about to get to our discussion of the latest on Donald Trump. But before we do, I also want to remind people that after the next break, we're going to be talking to the guy who wants to be the next Premier of Ontario, and that is Ontario PC leader Patrick Brown. So uh, get your pencils ready. And uh, here are the numbers once again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now to the subject at hand. It was a surprise move, landed like a bombshell, like so much of what Donald Trump does. He fired FBI Director James Comey, even as the FBI is investigating the Trump administration for possible ties to Russia. Now, you'll remember that many people believe Comey turned the tide of the election in Trump's favor when he announced that he had reopened the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails just before the vote. After that, Trump expressed confidence in him. Now the president says both Democrats and Republicans have no trust in the director, and that's why he made his decision. So what does it all amount to, and what does it mean to us? Michael Diamond is president of the Upstream Strategy Group, and he joins me now. Hi, Michael. Hi, thanks for having me on. Okay, so uh, what do you make of this? You know, it's it's more. I mean, the, the theatrical side is what's uh, so bizarre about this. You know, that uh, Comey was uh, le- learned about his dismissal by the president while seeing a television while he was addressing uh, members of the FBI team, and I think it was Los Angeles. I mean, what what, what could be more uh, strange than that? Finding out that you were fired by watching TV while you're speaking to your staff. So well, that's, that's not so strange with Donald Trump, is it? Well, you know, he's been firing people on TV for a very long time now, and perhaps that's a whole uh, announced be successor to uh, Mr. Comey is uh, through a uh, boardroom uh, uh, like uh, uh, appointment as we were watching for many years. But uh, obviously, this is very concerning. I think there's there's a few things to unpack here. One, uh, Mr. Comey stepped into the political realm in November, as you said, but Donald Trump certainly did not mind then. He praised him at the time, as, as you pointed out, and did that. Uh, is that what tipped the uh, balance of the election to Donald Trump? Very possibly, because although he likes to talk about his historic win, it really wasn't all that uh, impressive. A win's a win, so he, he gets to... Uh, take the crown, but uh, um, if you look, it was very tight. He obviously lost the popular uh, vote, and it was some very slim margins in states like Wisconsin and Michigan that put him over the top. So did uh, Comey's intervention a few uh, days before Election Day, I believe it was the Friday before, make a difference in those states? Probably, and that's a problem. The uh, FBI director and the uh, law, when law enforcement uh, or law enforcement agencies get involved in politics and electoral politics in a way that will influence the outcome, that's very scary. That's not American, and it's not something we should want. But on the other side, now that we know that Mr. Comey and his team were investigating uh, the Trump and the Trump campaign and uh, for, for the uh, and the Russian interference in the election, that's also a problem that Trump went at this time to dismiss us. So on, on both sides, we have uh, very strange 
and uh, in, in some ways unprecedented, but in other ways uh, very precedented uh, action. Uh, does this have uh, any impact on us here in Canada other than the uh, interest, <laughs> entertainment value? No, it, it's all about the interest, although there could be greater global implications. You know, we do know that uh, if an investigation is to occur and, and show uh, just what what the Russians, uh, what the Russian intelligence agencies and the agents on behalf of uh, the Russian Federation were doing, um, that, that uh, we know didn't just occur in the United States. We saw it happen uh, allegedly in France. And, and if they're going to start interfering in politics uh, in other uh, sovereign states, which is very concerning to everyone, including Canadians, uh, this investigation uh, could very well uh, prevent that from happening in the future or just uncover what's actually going on. Has anybody uh, been trying to check and see if there's ever been any interference here? In the case, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's worth asking. I think uh, with the way uh, our last few elections have operated, it's uh, it's unlikely. But what we do know is that, for example, um, you know, we, you, you could talk to uh, Ezra Levant, who I know has been a past guest host of this uh, of this program, and, and he'll point out that the Russian Federation in the past and agents on the Gazprom have paid protesters in Canada to shut down natural resource development. So we know that uh, Russian interference in domestic affairs in Canada has occurred. I don't think it's occurred in the political Political realm just yet, or the electoral political realm, but we, we know they have uh, sites. We know what they likely did in the United States. We know what they likely did in France. So Canada isn't all that special. Okay, uh, and uh, I did hear one explanation uh, of this that um, made it a little more benign, uh, and that is that there's a new uh, overseer in place, Ron Rosenstein. I have to look up his exact title. Uh, he's new in his job, and he expressed that he uh, had no confidence in Comey. Does that yeah. uh, ring true? You know, it, it's look. I think there are reasons to uh, question. Uh, you know, if, if it was time to move move Comey on, I also think it's just it's problematic to do in the middle of an investigation. I'm a I'm a huge critic of Bill Clinton. I, I'll uh, agree with most of the things Donald Trump has said about him. But one thing that is is accurate is that Bill Clinton did not fire, and he could have instructed Janet Reno to fire uh, Kenneth Starr when he was the independent counselor looking into Whitewater, and that he did not do that, and he deserves credit for that. He weathered the storm. Uh, this is much more you know, analogous to uh, Bloody Saturday when Richard Nixon had to fire an attorney general, fire an assistant attorney general, so that Robert Bork, who later became, his name later became a verb, but not for this, which is pretty impressive, as Solicitor General, became acting attorney general, and then fired uh, Archibald Cox, who was the special prosecutor at the Watergate. So that's where, you know, a comparison would be, and obviously it's problematic. So I don't think that when uh, a political appointee is doing the bidding of their master in this case, that's uh, necessarily a good thing. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Doug in Lindsay. Hi, Doug. Hi, Lindsay. Uh, I just uh, realized uh, uh, since Mr. Trump's been president how much I dislike the American system. That one person has so much power. The things that he had done that could not be done by the prime minister here, not without the support of parliament. Um, our, system, our system is very different. Yes, it is. And as I say, I never realized the, uh, the difference before, but uh, Mr. Trump's sure making a an example of it. Anyhow, that's all I have to say. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No.
I, I think it's important to address that because I think that is uh, there, there's a misconception that the Office of the Presidency is so powerful and that that's a flaw, flaw of the American system. But if anything's true, it's actually that the the opposite is actually true because of the checks and balances both with the judiciary and the two houses of Congress. So the Prime Minister of Canada, for example, can appoint the judiciary, can appoint the Foreign Service, can appoint their cabinet, can make every appointment of the federal government without any uh, consent of the uh, House of Represent of the uh, of the People's Representatives in Parliament, where Donald Trump to replace Mr. Comey is going to have to get congressional approval in the United States Senate, and uh, as we know, there's 48 votes for the Democrats there and a few moderate Republicans, so he has a huge check on him that uh, Justin Trudeau does not. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, and uh, the caveat here, of course, is uh, you're fine when you have a majority; you can uh, pretty well get done what you want to get done. Precisely. But I mean, even a, a prime minister in a minority parliament uh, has the uh, powers of appointment. They do not need to get the House to consent for judiciary or uh, foreign service appointments, for example. Okay, uh, let's go to Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you. And so the entertainment spectacle continues in the U.S. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I have three comments. Uh, the, the timing around this is certainly suspicious. Um, he could have done that a lot sooner, uh, didn't. Uh, the fact that um, this has not happened, uh, the firing of FBI director, uh, since days of Nixon, and we all know how that turned out. And uh, it's laughable. The, the reason he's given is uh, Comey's comments during the uh, campaign regarding Hillary Clinton, which, in fact, uh, benefited him. So I, I, it's just disingenuous to the pale, and I I don't think we've seen the end of this yet. Mm, Well, um, one would uh, hope not. It's interesting. I know that there have been all these uh, comparisons to Watergate. Uh, I was watching John Dean, who is very involved in Watergate, and he said, according to his view, those those comparisons are overblown. Well, of course he'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know. Not necessarily. Um, Michael, what do you think of that? You know, I think the comparisons to it, it was funny last night. The Nixon Presidential Library actually tweeted out and said that uh, uh, President Nixon never fired a FBI director who was investigating him. And of course, it was an independent counselor, a prosecutor, and not an FBI director. But when you're even at a place a hundred and some odd days into a presidency where you're being compared to what many consider, I do not, I think the Nixon administration was highly successful on uh, many policy initiatives, but to the least uh, the least successful political administration, the only president to have to resign in disgrace, you know you're doing something wrong. So maybe we're not at Watergate yet, but the fact that a hundred and some teen days later, these comparisons are somewhat legitimate and quite common is highly problematic. Uh-huh. Um, I, would, I would have to agree with that. Um, so right now, we, I mean, there are some people who are saying that in order to make this go away, uh, he just has to make sure that he appoints someone really ethical uh, who is not tainted in any way to take over from Comey. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, the, the, this is going to be a very tough appointment to get through the Senate. So it's going to, you know, if he were to appoint Jared Kushner, to example, if he was going to nominate Jared Kushner or Jared Kushner's father or, or uh, you know, some other Trump lackey like Rudy Giuliani to this position, there was no way that the Senate and enough Republicans would uh, would uh, vote with the Democrats on that to stop that appointment. So it's going to be a very tough battle and a very interesting one to watch to get through an appointment uh, on this. And I think he'll have to go to someone who has a very stellar and well-known public record of impartiality. Okay. Uh, that will wrap things up. I'm sure uh, it won't be very long before we're talking about Donald Trump again. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.